Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back in to another edition of the Remnant Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Larry Raglan, and I am honored, beyond honor, that you have chosen to take your time, whether you got your your ear pods in, you're going down the road, you're sitting out back on your back porch, ever how you're listening to this, it's a big deal to me that you decided to listen to this because not only is it just a blessing to me to know that you care to listen, that maybe God's using me to be a voice in your life somehow, uh, but also it blesses me to know that you see yourself as remnant and you believe that God has got a mandate on your life for this moment, and you're just trying to glean everything you can, as much as you can, to keep yourself focused on what God is doing in this day, that you do not get distracted. So I'm very proud of you. Today, I want to talk to you about just standing firm. I just want I want to just share a few minutes with the leaders on this podcast, and I want to encourage you because uh, the other day uh, God gave me a word one morning. I woke up Sunday on a Sunday morning, and the first words that came out of into my spirit from the Lord was you need, you need to get something down and write this down. And I began to write down some things that I was supposed to tell our church that day. And I feel like it's something that I'm supposed to tell the church in general. And that is winter is coming. I heard that winter is coming. Fall is here, but it's a trick meaning it's, it looks beautiful. It smells wonderful. Everything's great, but we know how the process works. It won't be long depending on where you live. And you know, you may be listening to this somewhere, on the other side of the world where it's summer now, but in our world right now, it's what we call the fall. We have four seasons here and, you know, we have a very short fall in the state of Alabama and move straight into winter. Uh, just like we have an extremely short spring and it goes straight into the depths of summer here. But right now we're in fall of the year 2022 when I'm recording this and the leaves are beautiful. They're starting to change. Even as I'm recording this, I'm looking out the window and, it is just an incredibly beautiful sight to see the leaves changing before us. But it's a trick. It's a trick. It's not going to stay that way. Uh, it won't be long. All those beautiful leaves will be gone, and it will be the trees will be bare, and it will be wintertime, and it will get colder and more miserable, quite frankly, unless you just love winter weather. But I want you to know that I, I hate to bring um, less than encouraging news, but I really feel in my spirit that – the, the things that we've had to go through the last two and a half years globally around this world uh, is not the end. It's really was the beginning of, of the planned, um, uh, you want to call it attack or planned strategy of the enemy. And, you know, ultimately we know what it's about. It's about your voice. It's about the voice of the body of Christ to shut us up, to stop us, to shut us down. Because we're the only, quite frankly, the only thing that's standing between um, the the devil and his demons and everything that he's trying to do, going full out and accomplishing everything that's in their heart to do and not being able to do that. We are that restraining force that the Bible talks about. I actually believe that the Antichrist is probably alive today, but he can't reveal himself because of us. Because if he did reveal himself because of us, we'd cast the devil out of the Antichrist because that's who we are and that's the anointing and the mandate that's on our life. But I want to just tell you today to just stand firm that no matter what is coming, no matter what is happening now, and no matter what the future holds for us, it's going to get darker. I promise you it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse in the natural. But in the spirit, God is really, really doing something significant right now in the body of Christ for those that are standing firm. One of the greatest uh, examples of standing firm in all of Scripture 
is the with the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, I'm not going to sit here and preach this whole story because everybody that's on this podcast probably knows this story. But I do want to hit a few things about that story that that maybe we need to go back and look at it again for this moment. I believe there's some Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego remnant leaders that are rising. A little backstory is, you know, Nebuchadnezzar uh, was king of Babylon, and it was around 605 B.C., that he attacked and conquered Judah and, of course, brought them into captivity. And following his victory, Nebuchadnezzar you know, just got full of himself, and he ordered that, and, and, I, and this is very interesting what the Word of God says, that he ordered that the best and the brightest young men of Judah be deported to Babylon. He occupied Judah and allowed most people to stay there during the, during the initial phase of this, and but then he took and handpicked what he said, go find the best and the brightest young men and bring them to Babylon and cause them to serve in my house. Now, now, why would he do that? Because he understood the power of a voice. He understood the power of influence. So he needed to get out the best and the brightest. Now, notice he said the best and the brightest young men because he realized that even if there was the best and the brightest older men, their, ta- their days were numbered. Quite frankly, they did not have as much influence as they used to have, and they were tired in their body, and they would probably less likely be someone that would rebel against Nebuchadnezzar, rise up against him. It would be the youth that would do that, and they and and it would be the ones that were the the brightest and the and the best, the strongest, the ones that would be able to congregate others and and motivate others to to rebel against this authority. So they said, "Look, we've got to get them out." But more importantly than anything, we've got to get them out and we've got to brainwash them because we don't just need them out of Judah. We need them to believe in our vision. We need them as crazy as it might seem to them now. We believe we have a system in place that can program them and and brainwash them into making them, even though they're Jewish uh, of of Israeli faith, they can become Babylonian. So they brainwashed these young men uh, from all walks of life, the best and the brightest for three years. The Bible says for three years they poured the Babylonian way into them. And quite frankly, most all of them bought into it. Most all of them ended up seeing, man, I'm, look, I, I, get to, I get my own place here. I get to eat whenever I want to eat, whatever I want to eat. I can play video games. I can, you know, I got a cell phone, all this kind of, if this was in modern time, that's what it would be. It would be like, you know, you come out of a living in the desert and now you're living in a palace. And even though you're a slave and even though you're in bondage and even though you're not free, you, you're programmed and you buy into the fact that, Hey, yeah, this is really not that bad. So I still get to get stuff that makes it fun, but I just have to be in bondage and that's how the enemy works. So he wanted all of these young people to not just be brainwashed, but he wanted them to serve him and to be allegiant to him, to give allegiance to him. So Nebuchadnezzar wanted the, the famous guy, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the others to become so indoctrinated in the Babylonian culture uh, that at the end of their training, they would think that they and act like the Babylonians. Uh, and can I tell you something interesting about this story? Even the names of the young men had to be changed. Their names were not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We called them that because that's what their names was in the famous fiery furnace scene. 
But their names are actually Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But you never hear that. You never hear preachers say, bless God, I'm telling you right now, in this church we got some Hananiahs and the Mishaels and Azariahs. No, <laughs> we say Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But even that is evidence that we've been programmed to that because that's what the Bible uh, tells us. But the Bible does tell us their real names, but we still call them their Babylonian names. But the king changed their names, but he could not change their heart. And that's what I want to tell you, leaders, is, you know, they may, the world may do away with things that we're used to seeing. You, you may lose some things. You may not get to do all the things that you got to do before and, and to be able to feel as comfortable and at ease to be who you are in the ministry, who you are in the marketplace. And there may be restrictions put on you in the natural, but they cannot change your heart if you stand firm. If you stand firm, your voice will still be heard. And quite frankly, God will open doors, even if it's uh, in, in the underground church, or whatever. Maybe we have to go to an underground church situation. But it, what Whatever it is, if you if you end up still being here, then you can't back down and you cannot bow. You've got to have the anointing of the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego on you. You've got to stand firm. Now, the world can call us anything they want to call us. They can call us kooks. They can call us religious freaks. They can call us uh, just name, fill in the blank. But they cannot define you, leaders. You are a leader and you are a remnant leader because God called you that, not because you called yourself that or not because anybody else called you that. Now, let's look at some things right here. So I'm not going to read all of this, but, you know, he made this goat. He made this image of himself, this giant statue, and it was to give honor to him. It was to give honor, listen to this, to the government. It was to submit to the government. It was it was made to look like, hey, this is not a big deal. You can get all these things, these free things, these stimulus checks. You can get all these things if you'll just make the government your God. If you'll make the government your God, you will not have to worry about eating. Your children will not have to worry about eating. You will be able to do whatever you want to do in your heart to do. We'll give you we'll give you give you a letter, call you nonprofit, and get you tax deductions and all this kind of stuff. But we need you to make sure that you don't say this. And we need you to make sure that you don't say that. That's the world we live in now. And listen, you need to open your eyes because as as men and women of God on this podcast, you are the only thing that's left. You are you are not God's plan B. You are God's plan A for this moment. There is a fiery furnace that is burning right now. It is the it is culture. It is it is which ends up basically it is the gateway to um, to quite frankly hell. What you know, sending people to hell left and right. People are just completely have lost their minds, y'all. And, but in the midst of it, there's got to be some Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There's got to be some people to stand firm. This statue was a 90 feet high and nine feet wide statue. And and so it was massive, y'all. It was massive. And the Bible says that he he said, I'm going to play music. And when I play this music, at the sound, uh, when the music sounded, everyone would bow low before this statue. That was the command. Now, I want you to picture this in your mind. I want you to picture a sea of people, tens of thousands, if not over 100,000, just but at least tens of thousands of people, just all gathered in this large, giant outdoor mall. And in the middle of that mall situation, there is a giant 90-foot-high statue 
nine feet wide. It cannot be avoided. You no matter where you're at, you even if you're behind a tree, you it's higher than the tree. You will see this statue. Well, this statue is meant to be intimidated, intimidating. It's meant to be unavoidable. It's may it's meant to be um, quite frankly inevitable. Meaning. You can't resist this. You can't. You're not this big. You're not this powerful. Do you want to still live? Do you want to still exist? Do you still want to have some kind of life? All you have to do is simply lower your body and bow it for one time when the sound of the music plays, and then you get to go on with your life. Well, watch this. This sea of people. I mean, they're all together, and at one time the music plays, and Tens of thousands of people bow low and then way out in the back, in the back of this huge crowd are three young men who are still standing. Can I tell you, it would not be hard to find them because they would be sticking out like my mama used to say, like a sore thumb, because everybody else is laying down prostrate. Everybody else is falling in line. Everybody else is doing what they're supposed to do. But there's three rebels standing up. And and you, it's just amazing to me. They had to be, they had to look like giants themselves at that moment. I mean, people out of the peripheral vision had to see them going. What are you doing? Their friends were probably saying, "Get out, get out, man, get out, get out." This is this. You don't understand what you're doing to yourself. Get out, get out. And but they avoided anything that anybody said. So guess what? All eyes, and not all, not all eyes, but a lot of the eyes, especially those that were behind them and around them, near them, had to have taken been taken away from the statue and put on these three boys it's just amazing the king they were so far in the back and the king was so full of himself uh he didn't even see them uh uh, but you know i like to say it this way but then karen spoke up (laughs) i'm sorry if your name is karen but uh you know yeah karen spoke up and uh yeah 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 so uh She's like, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, I'm sorry to bother you, but uh, did you notice uh, those three boys, when you told everybody to stand, they didn't stand. They didn't do what you told them to do. Um, uh, I think their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. See, when you take a stand, people people are not going to just let you do that silent. They're going to call you out. They're going to try to ridicule you. They may try to cancel you. They may try to cancel your family. The word they use now is called doxing, meaning they'll tell everybody where you live, your address, trying trying to destroy your life because you took a stand against the narrative. Well, there's a remnant of people that's going to have to take a stand against their narrative. So, you know, they get called before Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar's like, is this true? Is this true? No, yep, it's true. And he's like, well, look, I'm going to give you one more shot. Uh, I like to read. I'm going to read this. Daniel chapter 3 says, Nebuchadnezzar said, is this true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, that you do not serve my gods and worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, now, I love this next verse. He literally says it this, what, this way. Now, if you are ready now at this time, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, you, and you fall down and worship the image which I made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately in the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who would deliver you from my hands? Let me tell you something. We have a government, and we have every nation has governments that are so full of themselves that they they want to say to you. They may not say those words, but they're like, "Listen, we have unlimited resources. We have unlimited power. 
why would you ever think that you could ever be delivered from our hands? You need to bow because it's inevitable. You're going to bow now or you're going to bow later. And, you know, it's one thing to take a stand when things are comfortable. You know what that just really bothers me is when, when, a, when a cause happens around the world and everybody does a screenshot of them holding up a piece of paper with the hashtag on it and they do the hashtag and that's all they do. They just do a hashtag and they encourage everybody to do the hashtag. And if you don't do the hashtag, I mean, you're from the pits of hell, but you ain't doing nothing with a hashtag. That's a comfortable stand. It's, it's the uncomfortable stand when your life is on the line, when your family's on the line, when your ministry's on the line, that really gets the attention of the devil and gets the, quite frankly, the attention of God as well. And I love, love, love how they answered uh, Nebuchadnezzar. They said it. You've heard it before, but you need to hear it again and get in your spirit because this is not just a cute little story that you tell in, in children's church. This is the world we live in right now. This is who you are. This is what God has called you to be in this moment. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to him, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Because if that is the case, what you just said about throwing us in the fiery furnace, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. I love that they didn't just say, we're going to survive the furnace. We're going to survive that. They made it clear to say, and also you need to know, we will be delivered from your hand, O king. In other words, when the fire furnace is over with, if we survive that, whatever you throw at us after that, we will survive it. Because, you know, he just got through saying, well, how can you believe that you can escape my hand? They said, we're going to escape your hand. Your hand ain't nothing to me. Talk to my hand because the, the face ain't listening. Verse 18 says, he says, but if not, but if not, I love this, but if not, let it be known to you, King. If not what? If he does not deliver us from the fire furnace, if our God does not cause us to survive and we die in the fire furnace, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship this gold image that you have set up. My God, are y'all hearing me? That, listen, you've got to get to a place where there is no option. There is no option that you can allow yourself to be... Uh, talked into to bow the knee to the devil to the to the graven image to the powers that be that wants to shut you down you are going to have to take a stand and you know the story they threw him in the fiery furnace and the fire was so hot that even the people that threw him in was killed and and there he's so full of himself he's just so proud that he shut these little rebellious boys down and while he's doing that somebody says hey uh, how many Look down in there, and Nebuchadnezzar looks down there and says, hey, how many did we throw in there? Remind me, we threw three in there. Well, somebody says, well, I see four in the fire, and one of them is likened to the Son of God. My God, I love, I want to read it. I love what it says. I see four men. Listen, listen to what the Word of God says. I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. They couldn't believe it. So they pulled them out. They pulled them out of the fire. And the Bible says, when these men came out, their bodies came, as they saw these men on their, whose bodies the fire had no power, 
The people saw the fire had no power. The hairs of their head was not even singed, nor their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not even on them. Are you hearing me? Now, this is why you've got to do this. This is why you've got to stand. This is why you've got to be a voice of influence is this. When they were pulled out of that fire, the fourth man didn't come out with them. The fourth man was just there with them and manifested in the natural to be seen with the natural eye while they was in the fire. But the fourth man was already with them. The fourth man was with them when they stood and didn't bow. The fourth man's always been there. The fourth man is Jesus. Okay. But here they stand. They stand by themselves in front of all of them. Their hairs are not singed. Their, their clothes are not burned. Don't even smell like smoke. Watch what happens in the next verse. Here's why you got to do it. Verse 28 says, And Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him, and they have frustrated the king's word, yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language that speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut up in pieces, and their houses shall be made an ash heap, because there is no other god that can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. My God, are you hearing me? What would have happened if they would have bowed? This part of the story would have never existed. It is just like Joseph when he was raised up at, in, in Pharaoh's house. Here we see the three that did not bow on, at the threat of death, cheated death, didn't cheat death, was blessed by God to escape death because of the power of God. And now, not only did they stand before him, the king could not deny it. He had to declare that the only true God is the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then went as far as to say that if you try to come against them, you try to do the very thing that he did. You try to do what I did to them from this this point forward, because of what I've seen, you will be destroyed. I will not even let you live. And then he makes that decree, and then he said, then he promotes them in the house of Babylon. So they they gained influence. They went from being the ultimate threat and being having a death sentence put on them to becoming assistants in, in the land. And you know what? You got to know they didn't they didn't bow to the culture. They were able to have power and influence from within the culture without bowing. Let me tell you something. You do not have to compromise to have influence in this moment, in this moment. We do not have to water down the message and water down the word to be relevant in this world and then in this in this moment. If you'll stand firm, there will be people that will see you, that will be waiting on you, waiting on somebody to finally take a stand and they will promote you in influence. Can I just think I'll close with this one story that I heard years ago when I was saying I first got married in revival service of a missionary that was telling the story of how, and I can't remember if it was China or Russia, it was one of the, during the extreme, extreme communist days of Russia. And I believe it was Russia, but uh, yeah, it was Russia. And uh, they were going from house to, from house church, secret church from secret church because churches were against the law; they were banned, and and they were arresting all the Christians, threatening them with death, and even killing some of them. And they found this house church, and they went in, they lined them all up. These soldiers did from the Russian army, and they put them all down on their knees, and they put guns to the back of their heads, and they literally said. If you will deny Jesus, we will let you leave. But if you do not deny Jesus, 
we will put a bullet a bullet in your head tonight and you're this you will die and of course there were entire families there there was mothers and fathers with their small children everybody's crying everybody's screaming and uh so several of those did deny jesus and when they denied jesus he let them go so there was a handful just a small handful of them left and uh they were preparing themselves to die even small children they were singing hymns and this is a true story. And so when the door shut and all the ones that had left, uh, the soldiers still had the guns to their heads. And as soon as the door shut and everybody that denied Jesus left, uh, they put their guns down. And the general and the story, the story was told in this revival. But then I also ended up watching on TBN and I saw this general tell the story as well on Praise the Lord and uh, with Paul and Jan Crouch. And he was retelling what I'd heard in this missionary telling the story. And it was this, when they all left, the, the Russian soldiers looked at the ones who was left, put their guns down and said, we have been looking for the real people. We have been searching and searching for those that would not deny Jesus. And everyone denies Jesus and they all leave. You're the first ones that have said, I'd rather die for my faith. And when we finally, well, now that we finally found them, we have been talking amongst ourselves. We want to know this Jesus. Can you please tell us about this Jesus? And they led these generals and these soldiers to the Lord. The, the general ended up somehow defecting and becoming, becoming a preacher of the gospel. That is so powerful, y'all. But it's the Shadrach, Meshach, and Amedigo anointing. It's that once you take a stand, the least likely people are watching you, wanting somebody to stand up to them, quite frankly, wanting somebody to have a spine about them, somebody to be able to speak, thus said the Lord God. That is you. That is you, ladies and gentlemen. That is you. That is the remnant leaders. So take stand firm, leaders. Stand firm. Don't bow. Determine. Set your feet. Set your feet strong. Uh, square your shoulders and declare. No decree, no shutdown, no mandate. Nothing will stop me from preaching the gospel. If I got to go to jail, I go to jail. If I got to be threatened, let them threaten. I'll be, a, I'll be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. I'm going to use these platforms as long as I can. But I know the shutdown on this platform and my voice is coming. But until then, I'm going to keep telling you, stand strong, stand firm. Remnant leader, the world needs you. I'm proud of you. Do you hear me? I'm proud of you. But more than I'm proud of you, God is proud of you.